Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, everyone. You may be seated. Today's episode is on the Kobold race. This is part of our race overview series, and Kobold's part of the featured race. Kobolds, I've always been very interested in these guys. I've never played one because I have an aversion to being small, uh, but I really, really like the idea and the look and the artwork of these guys. Kobolds are little lizard people. Not just little lizard people, they fancy themselves the descendants of dragons. One might say they're small, bipedal, reptilian humanoids, if you want to be as ridiculous and obtuse as Pathfinder's description. <laughs> Most stand around 3 feet tall and weigh about 35 pounds, so you can just kick a field goal with them. They have powerful jaws for creatures of their size and noticeable claws on their hands and feet. Often kobolds' faces are curiously devoid of expression as they favor showing their emotions by simply swishing their tails. Kobolds' thick hides vary in color, and most have scales that match the hue of one of the varieties of chromatic dragons, with red scales being predominant. A few kobolds, however, have more exotic colors, such as orange or yellow, which in some tribe raises or lowers an individual status in the eyes of his fellows. Um, okay, well, I feel like we're, we're bordering on racist here. The yellow ones. Let's uh, <laughs> dispense with the yellow ones. They get adult at 12 years old, so they match up with the goblins being one of the only races that uh, are, are, have such a short lifespan. Uh, they get middle-aged at 20 years, old at 30, venerable at 40, and can live up to a maxity, max of 60 years. A maxity of 60, 60 years. Uh, and they are about 2 feet 8 inches to 3 feet 2 inches. And this is another one where the girls are smaller than the boys. Imagine that. Uh, I actually see this is why I can't oh, I hate this I hate that they're like oh it's just a 33 pound lizard person no he should be a dragon person that's what I want to play I want to play a lizard person not a gecko person come on but they are dragon don't insult them you just anger a lot of cold words <laughs> or what are they going to do snap at my heels well we're going to find out what they're going to do and I don't think you're going to like it well, kobolds are fast, but weak. They get plus two dex, minus four strength, and minus two constitution. Holy crap, no wonder why they're only five RP. Yeah, this is a huge negative for kobolds. They get plus two dex, and then minus six across their other scores. Oh, ouch! It's, it's really, and it's because they're small, so there's technically the minus two, but then they have a minus two on top of that. If you want to do anything with melee regarding kobolds, it's gonna have to be dexterity based and even then you probably don't want to because they have a minus two to constitution and that is such a detriment when you're a melee character yeah what is this good for uh swashbucklers gunslingers um mm. technically all their mental stats they have no positive or negative so they could technically be any caster sure, sure without penalty and typically the small size races are better suited for all that spell casting and whatnot but yeah, you're probably not going to want to be a kobold fighter. That's going to be a really hard build to pull off. Uh, kobolds are humanoids with the reptilian subtype. And as I mentioned, they're small, which means they get a plus one of the AC. There's a bunch of stuff you get for being small. They have a base speed of 30 feet, which is nice. I don't like some of the small races because they only have 20 feet move speed, which is really annoying. Definitely. I appreciate that. And they begin play speaking draconic. That's it. So uh, if you have a high intelligence score, you can pick common, dwarven, gnome, and undercommon. Please pick common. Thank you. <laughs> Are granted, if you don't want to put points into intelligence, just put one point into linguistics so you can learn common. Right. But yeah, the kobolds are supposed to be like almost feral. They're tribal in nature, and they don't have a lot of technology. They're really still like... Primitive? 
primitive, yeah. Onto their actual racial traits. Uh, Kobold's naturally scaly skin grants them a plus one natural armor bonus. So that's kind of nice. With that minus two constitution. Yeah, because they get the plus one size bonus to their AC, and then they get the plus one natural armor bonus, so they already got two AC over everyone else. And then they have a plus two to dexterity, so they technically start with 13 AC before anything else. They're crafty. They gain a plus two racial bonus on craft, trap making, perception, and profession minor checks. And craft, trap making, and stealth checks are always class skills for a kobold. This is what. This is probably one of the, like, most definitive skills we've ever seen on any race. No matter what kobold you come across, unless they replace this, all kobold builds are probably going to incorporate both stealth and probably trap making somehow no matter what they are they're going to be crafty and they're going to be sneaky because this is technically a plus three this is a plus five to to trap making and a plus three to stealth it's supposed to kind of fit in with this the lore of them as they make traps and they set up ambushes and i just just like just think of any class and then put just put the they're sneaky and they make traps on it sorcerer but they're sneaky and they make traps paladin i don't know why you do that but they're sneaky and they make traps (laughs) <laughs> it's just their innate skill set kobolds have dark vision and can see perfectly in the dark up to 60 feet and they have light sensitivity which means since they live in darkness they suffer from light sensitivity so we've got some alternate racial traits things i want to see replaced definitely the crafty one and i want to see something to get rid of the light sensitivity if if other races have been a um example for us it's going to be something that replace both dark vision and light sensitivity they don't have a lot to choose from to replace, honestly. Crafty's probably going to be the big one. So let's start with Beast Bond, and this replaces Crafty. Some kobolds have a talent for training animals and beasts to help them move on and off the battlefield. Kobolds with this racial trait get a plus two racial bonus on handle animal and ride checks, and they're always class skills for them. Good, I like this. Yeah, it's a good trade-off. Uh, Crafty's a really powerful ability, and I think getting two class skills with... Was there a bonus to that? Plus two? Yeah. Yeah. It's a plus five to two skills, effectively, so that's really good. You know, I just thought of something about Crafty. Since it has a plus two on your perception check, didn't the elves have something like Keen Senses that gave them a plus two? Yep. Or is that a plus four? It was a plus two. So this is a better Keen Senses, is what this is. Yes. And we liked Keen Senses, so I'm turning around on Crafty. At first I kind of thought, eh, it's okay, but I'm liking this better. I mean, Crafty, if we look at it all, it's a plus... It's like a plus 15 across all those abilities. So yeah, plus 12, excuse me. I added some numbers in there wrong. Um, but it's like a plus 12 across all those abilities. Uh, the next ability that we have, alternate racial trait, excuse me, is dragon scaled. And this is going to replace natural armor. Some kobolds are hatched with scales of such vivid color that their connection to a particular sort of chromatic dragon seems undeniable. Ooh. Whether this coloration is just a quirk of a stray egg or a trait shared by all members of a tribe, these kobolds gain a resistance that makes them especially suited to work alongside dragons matching that colored scale. Black-scaled and green-scaled kobolds with this racial trait gain acid resistance 5. Blue gain electricity resistance 5. Red gains fire resistance 5. White gains cold resistance 5. Definitely comparable. Yeah, and I think we'll see that uh, this one might have feats associated with it. I think this alternate racial trait does have a couple feats that bounce off it. Gliding wings. This replaces crafty. Some kobolds are born with wings that, while too weak for actual flying, do allow them to fall at very slow and safe pace. A kobold with wings can use them to glide. It can make a DC 15 fly check to fall safely for any height without taking falling damage as a fusing feather fall. 
When falling safely, it may make an additional DC 15 fly check to glide, moving 5 feet laterally. For every 20 feet, it falls. This replaces Crafty, as I already said, I think. So just for a third time, it replaces Crafty. What do you think, Christian? Do you think it replaces Crafty? I mean, I always like um, effects like this on people that aren't spellcasters, just because it gives you a little bit of a versatility in your kit. And the ability mm -hmm. to fall safely from any height and glide are both very useful. Sure, and it replaces Crafty. But it does replace Crafty, now that I think about it. That's that, true. I want to make our listeners fully aware what this does. Next, we have Jester. And this is going to also replace Crafty. Ooh. So, so everything was replaced for Crafty except for one replaced Natural Armor. Yeah. Surprise with the Dark Vision and Light Sensitivity thing. Some kobolds swallow their pride and survive by groveling, placating, and amusing the powerful. Kobolds with this racial trait gain a plus two racial bonus on diplomacy and perform checks. And these are always class skills for them. Alright, so so that sounds like Beast Bond, in that it's giving you effectively a plus five across those two different skills. But if you're a class that cares about diplomacy and perform checks, you're probably already a bard, because that's the only class that cares about perform checks, and you mm -hmm. already have those as class skills for sure. It is a quick, easy way that doesn't cost a lot to add a little bit of RP to your character. If you Definitely. want him to have a, a jester background, this will be a quick little thing and it won't cost you too much. You're not like, oh no, I'm losing dark vision. I'm just power gaming and only thinking of the mechanical benefits of this. <laughs> but it's definitely very flavorful. This class is well supported throughout the future, so there's plenty of uh, different books and sources you can get to get even more racial traits. They have their own book called Kobolds of Glorion. Well, there you go. There's no cat folks at Glorion now, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's, they have a couple racial archetypes. Uh, Bushwhacker, which is a gunslinger one. Dragon Herald, which is a bard. Snare Setter, for the rogue. Unsurprising, they have a trap one. And Swarm Fighter, for the fighter. They also have a bloodline for them called the Kobold Bloodline, for the sorcerer. And we're going to get into feats right after we tell you about our other show on this network. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just getting ready to open up our presents. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can listen to Trailblazers on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, get some eggnog, pour yourself a cup of cheer, grab some dice, and join us. Alright Christian, this one's for me. Open it up. Oh, Caleb, a, a bag of dice. How unexpected. That sounds like a good show to listen to, Christian, doesn't it? I think so. Let's talk about their feet. They're kind of claw-like, only have three toes. Oh, you see what I did there? Do we, do... Mm -hmm. Is that yes. even true? Do you know that? Is that? I any... don't know that. Let me let me, let me see if I can. Maybe figure they just out. have one long toe. <laughs> Only if it's a giant big toe, <laughs> just one big toe with a big nail. Gross. 
Now, I want to know. I need to know, Pathfinder. Paizo, let me know. I want to know what the official Cobalt Feet lore is. I have to know. Now, I'm hoping that with how mechanic. Oh, they like Velociraptors, you know? They got that little claw, and then you can, like, break it off and, like, scare a kid with it. Like, I need to strip you raw hair on your stomach. The guy wasn't Australian in the movie. I don't know why I went so quickly and so drastically to the Australian one. But I'm going to roll with it, all right? That's what I went with, all right? You know what it is? Because it's like Steve Irwin, who, by the way, was awesome, man. He's the best, right? Did you ever did you ever watch any Steve Irwin stuff? Not a lot when I was growing up, no. <laughs> He would he would lie to the audience like straight up lie. He would have like a a, a a boa constrictor or something like that, and he'd be like playing with it. And he's like, "Now this is a great species. Now this one is not going to bite you because it's not venomous, and it knows that you're not a a, a predator." Uh, okay, we're gonna need to cut that out. Um, he's he's actively biting my neck right now. Okay, someone get him off. It was just the funniest thing. He was the greatest guy though. He was like so sweet and tenderhearted. He held this baby over an alligator, and that was a thing. He held him over a kobold, and the kobold was trying to mine that little baby for resources. I know there's crystals in there somewhere. The humans are weird. <laughs> so I've made a feet joke. I've referenced Steve Irwin, oh, and I I've referenced Jurassic Park. Maybe we can actually get into the feats now. Maybe we can start doing that. If you ever include a kobold in the campaign now, I really want to have like a really backwater australian person <laughs> like he's like down he is like the animals. most dangerous game and when they find him he's just like he is a jester of the court like i'm working right now can you give me a second <laughs> the king thinks it's all part of the of the stop it no more jokes we have to get to these feats all right fine all right i fine. want like 20 minute episodes and I'm, i extend them through like the worst jokes the worst the, the listeners right now hate them they hate everyone i've ever made maybe like the first like listen we've done like what 20 25 race overview episodes i'm like maybe the first four episodes are like oh i get his wit he's pretty clever and now they're like that's the same kind of joke you've made for the fourth time he kind of goes up and then he trails off sarcasm this is what he does every time they want it to end christian save them go to a well, feet you didn't include the self-depreciation caleb because that's also part of the whole package right 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 and then when i run out of jokes it's like uh, uh, um i need to fall back on something christian's nose is big oh great yeah everyone's everyone's heard one of the first four episodes of our podcast and understand that that's a running gag <laughs> christian please save us dragon aspect go draconic oh, aspect. sorry sorry your scales take on the color and some of the resistances of one of the chromatic dragons choose one of the colors you your scales become that color and you gain resistance five to that dragon's color that sounds uh, like the yeah. racial trait i'm not done if you'd let me finish <sighs> special colon if you have the dragon scaled racial trait your scale does not change colors and instead you gain a plus one natural armor bonus instead so you're actually just getting the natural armor feat which means you're spending a feat for something equivalent to a trait which makes me want to say this is bad but i think this is part of a chain Okay, uh, I agree with everything you just said. So let's let's move on down that chain with Draconic Breath. You possess Draconic Defenses and a Draconic Breath weapon. You gain a plus two bonus against sleep and paraly paralysis effects, which is like what dragons can do. They're immune to that stuff. You gain a Breath weapon that is determined by your scale coloration by either the Draconic Aspect Feet or the Dragon Scale Racial Trait. You can use a Breath weapon as a standard action that does not provoke attack entire opportunity. And you can use it once per day. But what does it do? If they don't succeed a reflex saving throw, they're going to take 2d6 points of a damage type equal to your color. And then the different colors are either like a 30-foot cone or a 30-foot line or a 15-foot cone or, you know, right. stuff like that. Also, a, there's a special thing. Uh, if you are a sorcerer with a Draconic Cobalt Bloodline, 
you can use a charisma modifier instead for the save. Normally it uses your constitution modifier, which kobolds have a penalty to. So this, again, we're spending two feats to get a once-a-day 2d6 damage ability. It's not very good. Not very yeah. good at all. But what about the what about this next part of the chain? So this one isn't part of... Uh, you don't need Draconic Breath. You only need Draconic Aspect, the first one we talked about. This one's called Draconic Glide. Mm. I wonder if this is also just going to give you that trait. That racial trait? Oh, wait, wait. Let's not even read the whole thing if it does. You're right. We're not going to do that. It uh, just but it does also you give the... you a plus two bonus to sleep and paralysis effects. Which I oh, wonder yes. if that stacks with Draconic Breath. Yeah, it would. Because it's untyped. I don't think there's a type bonus here. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Nice. So it's, it literally gives you the trait where you get wings, but you also get the plus two bonus to sleep and paralysis effects. So if you already do have that racial trait with the wings, you don't need to make a fly check to glide, and you can move 10 feet laterally for every 20 feet you fall, as compared to normally it was five feet for every 20 feet. I feel like you're accomplishing with two feet what you could easily accomplish later on with like cheap magic items and stuff. Yes, definitely. At no point would I consider this worth, but we're not done yet. But wait, there's more? Of course. The Draconic Paragon. Dun, 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 dun. You can shrug off sleep and paralysis effects as well as any dragon, and your Draconic Aspects improve. You need Draconic Aspect and either Draconic Breath or Draconic Glide. You need to be level 10. All right, better be pretty good for all this stuff. Get a pl additional plus two bonus against sleep and paralysis effects, so this could be all the way up to a plus six at this point. And you can use your Breath Weapon twice per day, and it increases to 46 points of energy damage. And your wings from the Draconic Glide feet grow stronger, granting you a fly speed of 20 feet with average maneuverability. Fly speeds is good. I feel yes. like, again, maybe a spell or a magic item could make this three feet chain at level 10 go away. Uh, but <laughs> uh, flying is good. Not every class has easy access to flying. So I want to compare this to the Asimar feet chain. Um, Asimar already had an amazing like stat spread, really good abilities, they were a mechanically powerful thing, and then they only require one feet at level 10 to get a fly speed of 30 feet. So this isn't terrible. But compared to other stuff that's available. Like, I just don't see why it's so weak. Like, I would just let when someone... I have One of my players actually went through and played a kobold and got all the way to level 10 without dying. I would just let them take this feat without getting the, either, the other stuff. <laughs> Because, like, I, you want to take this as, like, a fighter, as someone without spellcasting that can't get a fly speed otherwise. Sure. And you're right, there are plenty of magical items. You can just get boots that probably do this or a cape that does this and save yourself the feet. But this is cool. I want. It's definitely cool. It's just weak. I agree. So now that we're off that little feet chain, we're going to move on to Kobold Ambusher. This requires you to have four ranks in stealth, so the earliest you can get this is level four. You take no penalty on stealth checks when you move up to your full speed. You can use the run or charge action and remain hidden, but you take a minus 10 penalty on the check to do so. Uh, normally, that is minus 5 and minus 20, respectively. Hmm. I mean, it's really hard to do stealth while, like, in battle. I feel like he needs. you need to have a lot of other things to make this possible. Yeah, I would look at this with the skill unlocks um, stealth, which allow yes. you to, like, snipe really yes. effectively. I think there might be some sort of combo, but you definitely want to combo this with other stuff. Christian, did you say snipe? Yes. Because next is the Kobold Sniper. Wow. And you only need one rank in stealth. While you're sniping, you only take a minus 10 penalty on your stealth checks to stay hidden. Usually it's a minus 20. Okay, so ignore the last one. This is the one I was thinking of. Um, if you combine <laughs> this with the skill unlock 
At level 5, you can snipe with, I think, zero penalty, which is obviously very powerful. Christian, yeah. weave me a tale of terror. Alright, so your players are, like, walking through a forest, and, like, little crossbow bolts hit them, like, every 10 seconds, and they have no idea where it's coming from. And the secret, it's not coming from anywhere, because I can I'm a GM, and I can create bullcrap like that, <laughs> and they can look forever and make all the procession checks they want. No, Christian, I want you to actually weave me a tale terror, a tale of terror, come on! You're in a town. No, quit, Christian, go to the basket weaving class. <sighs> And weave me a t- no the feet tale of ter- ta- tale of terror. Tell us about this this feat. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't see that way down there. What, you think I was just randomly asking? You? I was. I had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> I was. I was doing a pun off of tale terror. All right, listen. The listeners got it. I doubt that. They love my jokes. I said like ten minutes ago in the podcast how much they love my jokes. I can't remember what I said. I'm like a goldfish. So the true horror story, Caleb, is that. <laughs> Paizo introduce a set of feats and weapons that allow you to use your tail as a kobold to attack people in melee, and it's Sweet. mechanically incredibly weak. Ooh. Ooh. Oh no, I'll never pick it, but explain to me. The tail terror, you need one BAB to take this feat, and you have strengthened your tail enough to make slap attacks with it. Not slam attacks, not stop stab it. attacks, slap attacks. I like stop it, get away. No. <laughs> away. Shoe with you. You can make a slap attack with your tail. This is a secondary natural attack that deals 1d4 points of bludgeoning damage. Furthermore, you can augment your tail slap with a kobold tail attachment. For the purposes of weapon feats, you are considered proficient with all kobold tail attachments. Okay, so the only saving grace of this is that it's a secondary natural attack, which I believe means you can use in conjunction with actual weapons. Yes. But again, this... this makes you have to play a melee kobold which is so difficult to do and i don't think you're going to be wasting your feats on this if you're trying that it sounds like a fun thing to do though and this leads right into their items that was the last feat so let's talk about the kobold tail weapon uh it's got a couple different versions to so that you can do a bludgeoning piercing or slashing depending on what you want so it's either razored or spiked or has like a big ball in the end and it's a pounder right and and some of them have the special traits like i think one has reach, mm-hmm. but does a little bit less damage, and then one can like trip you. Uh, one has a times three multiplier. One can crit on a nineteen or twenty, right? But they they either do one d six or one d four, and they're very very cheap. The cheapest is one. The most expensive is fifteen. It's yeah, like you said, it's got that one saving grace, and I feel like I really want to make a kobold that maybe has claws or something and do something with the tail. I, I love the idea. Ever since I I saw this just listed under weapons i said oh man i want to use a tail weapon i like the idea of, like the cat's claws went over in the cat folk they have a weapon they can put gauntlets on their claws i like that that's interesting but like you said it's so mechanically prohibitive i don't see it really being possible yeah like because i'm thinking like really one of the only ways to do this is to be a barbarian so it kind of negates that strength penalty so you're just like a normal size character with no bonus right. or penalty to strength but I, I don't know. I mean, I think it would be fun is the thing. Like, kobolds have this great personality, and I just think they're they're kind of almost inherently funny because they're so weak. It's almost like a, it's like a murloc kind of meme. <laughs> right. Uh, like, they're intentionally bad. Right. <laughs> Dragon noises. <laughs> but what other items do they have? Do they have any gear? They actually have 
a couple of pieces of interesting gear. One is a cave whistle, which is just a whistle that they can use to communicate to other kobolds through the echoes of a cave. Pretty simple, easy to uh, cheap item. It's only twenty gold. But then they have uh, something called alchemical coal, which is coal that they can ingest, and then they can do one breath attack weapon. It sickens them for for a while. But I like the idea of it's just like we've got enemies coming. All right, everybody, grab a coal out of the fire. We're we're gonna hold this line. <laughs> Are we gonna kill ourselves? Oh no! Okay. <laughs> it doesn't do a lot of damage, and there's two different versions that can do a couple of little interesting things. Uh, but it's just a little interesting thing to note. Like as the way they're set up, like kobolds don't seem like great PCs, but they seem like such great story elements and NPCs and areas to go to in a story because they have so much flavor behind them. <laughs> they're like goblins, but less wacky. So they do have two magic items. One is rubble gloves. Which, essentially, you just touch uh, some stone and you make it rough terrain. You can use it up to 20 squares difficult terrain per day. I guess that's interesting. Like, you're running. As you're running, you're just dragging your tail behind you. So it's just, like, destroying the ground. Come after me, bro. That's perfect with the trap setting up of kobolds. Because where there's not traps, they can make difficult terrain. So if you're avoiding the traps, then you're in difficult terrain. Sure. And then they've got a trap maker's sack which once per day they can command the sack to create any mechanical trap with CR4 or less. Which again will just fit into this trap guy. It seems like these are really, like, uh, I wouldn't want my PC to be this, but I can feel like I can make a whole encounter based around what they've given me here with traps. And, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't be overpowering creatures to kill. So all in all, I'm actually a little bit disappointed in the kobold. I, I wanted to like them. I, I didn't like the smallness of them, but I really, really like the aesthetic of these guys. Like when you look in, in the in the advanced race guide, they've got one that's got all sorts of potions and things, so you expect like an alchemist or something. Uh, but it's just not really getting up to snuff. It's so mechanically difficult that it's, it's prohibitive, and I really don't want to play one now. Uh, not just because it's small, because I feel like it's just so inefficient uh, amongst all these other player races. Yeah, I agree with that. They have such big personality, which is what I like the most about kobolds. They have really great personality and really clear-cut like quirks and things like that. And But the minus four to strength is just so big. Um, I will give them, they do have a small saving grace in that I believe that most of their favored class options are actually really, really good. I'm looking at a couple right now, and a lot of them are like, you get an additional something every two levels as opposed to every four levels that most classes do, and they tend to have some unique ones amongst other um, classes. Like, they can get an additional bomb every other alchemist level. Um, They can get an additional AC as a monk every three levels, which goes along with their high AC, which is the one thing, one really good thing they have going for them mechanically. Something about a kobold just screams, like, I'm going to be... A, a al- alchemist. I'm either going to throw bombs or make potions. I don't know why. It doesn't seem to really be in their stats, but that's the way I feel about it. Uh, they could definitely fit really well into rogues, especially the new Unchained Rogue, which gets dex to damage for free. That's just a thing they do. And with that really high stealth bonus and all the traps and the perception bonus, a kobold rogue would be a force to reckon with. So we've officially reached over halfway now with kobolds. Next is the orc. Finally, we're going to see, listen, why, why do I, why I have to be a half-orc? I want to be a full-blooded orc, and we're going to see what that's like. You looking forward to the orc? There are another race like kobolds that are really polarized in that they have a really, really strong physical stat at the expense of a lot of mental stats, but I think in the orc's case, it works much better for them, and it's not so prohibitive like the kobold. 
All right, we'll look forward to that next week. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. make love to my wife tonight. Oh, well, um, uh, next time I'll, uh... You know, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I don't really know her. Like, what am I gonna do? Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day.